Good day, good day, good day, good day. I want to welcome you to another Holistic Life podcast where we are in our Holy Spirit series. Um, today is Tuesday, June 29, 2021, and we are broadcasting live from the Columbus, Ohio region. I am Apostle Shelby Frederick, and we are back for another week of... Um, talking about empowered by Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit empowerment is what we are going to be talking about on today. I want to say good day and welcome to those of you that are on Instagram, to those of you that are watching on YouTube. Good day to those of you that are here live with me on Facebook again, and everyone that shall come and watch the replay. Blessings to you all. Um, listen, we're going to jump right into our teaching on today. This has been such a blessing um, to us as we have been talking about Holy Spirit, as we have been talking about the personhood of Holy Spirit. And today, I know that it is going to be a blessing to you what the Lord has to speak to us as we are talking about the empowerment of Holy Spirit, the empowerment of Holy Spirit. Now, we know that the gift of baptism is a gift that was promised um, to all believers. The Holy Spirit is a gift that was promised to all believers. It is something that you cannot, um, uh, you can't purchase it. Um, this is something that you don't work um, to earn, but it is a gift that we receive um, from, from the Spirit of God. And it is also um, we are endued with power from on high, meaning that we are set free from the power of sin and we are equipped uh, with supernatural gifts that enable us to do greater works than what Jesus did while he was here on the earth. 
And so we're going to talk about a few points on today. We're going to take a look at why um, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is essential to kingdom work. There is no work that we do apart from Holy Spirit. Have to say that again. There is no work. There is no kingdom work that we do apart from Holy Spirit. We're going to take a look at the positioning and also the infilling. The infilling is what actually empowers us to do the greater works. It is what empowers us to live, um, to live like Christ, to live for God, to be his, um, his example, to be his likeness, to be his image and to be his expression in the earth. We're also going to talk about, you hear people uh, mention that tongues have ceased, but tongues have not ceased. They are in operation on today and because nobody has seen Jesus face to face. So tongues are still in operation. And then we're going to wrap it up by looking at the four types of tongues as what are and what their purpose are and, and why we use them, why we use the tongue, why we are empowered by the spirit. So I first want us to take a look and go to Acts chapter one, Acts chapter one, verses four through six. And I'm reading from the Living Bible Translation, the Living Bible Translation, Acts chapter one, verses four through six. And it says, in one of these meetings, he told them not to leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came upon them in fulfillment of the Father's promise a matter he had previously discussed with them. John baptized you with water, he reminded them, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit in just a few days. And another time when he appeared to them, they asked him, Lord, are you going to free Israel from Rome now and restore to us as an independent nation? And so what we see here is that it was a, uh, a command. It was not a suggestion um, that they were to not leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came upon them. And the importance and the significance of this was because they needed to be in field. They needed to be endued uh, with the Holy Spirit. Again, because there is no work that we do apart from Holy Spirit. There is no work that we do a part of Holy Spirit. And so there was a, there was an assurance of, of, of what Jesus had given to us and what Jesus had given to uh, the disciples, that there was an assurance that one was coming that was going to fill them. Uh, one was coming that was going to, to, uh, to, to give them what they needed to further on the work of the kingdom. And so when we talk about and uh, looking in scripture um, the, about being in field um, or endued um, or empowered with Holy Spirit, you know, it becomes very important for us to, to have the understanding of what happens during the salvation experience. What happens when, when people are, 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 are saved? They, uh, they receive the, 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 the spirit of God they receive the spirit of God, but then there is one step further. There has to be an infilling. There has to be an infilling. And so you have salvation, but then you have the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is another experience after salvation. 
another experience after salvation. And so when we look at salvation as we are um, going forth and we are uh, doing, going about fulfilling the great commission, we know that salvation is what repositions us in Christ. Salvation repositions us in Christ, but the Holy Spirit or the infilling of the Spirit is what empowers us to live like him. And so we cannot automatically assume that when people uh, receive, um, when they when they become saved, that, that that's just it. No, people need to receive the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so if you have someone that may be struggling during the process of, 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 of after um, they, get, they get saved and, and there are things that they may still be struggling with, the question that we must ask them, well, have you been filled? Have you been filled? Have you been infilled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is what empowers us to live like Christ? So we cannot make the assumption that just because a person is saved, that they have the infilling of Holy Spirit. Come on, come on. So they have been repositioned, but that is where the true power comes. The true power uh, to, to live for Christ, to, to live like Christ, to, to be his expression um, in the earth comes through the infilling of Holy Spirit. That is where the power lies. And again, there can be no kingdom work apart from the infilling or apart from Holy Spirit. It's impossible. It's impossible. And so let's take a look through the word. Let's take a look through the word because they are incredible experiences. And, and we want to make sure that 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 we are not running ahead of, of ministries. Come on here. That we are not running a, a, ahead of, of sending people out when they have not first been infilled or received the gift and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why do we think that he told him that he told them to wait? It was a command that Jesus gave the disciples for them to wait. And so we have to be careful of releasing people too soon into ministry when they have not received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which is going to cause them to walk like Christ which is going to give them the empowerment to, to do the greater works. That is what is going to empower people to walk out the, the purpose and the plan that God has for them. My God, my God. And so there, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difference. We have to follow the process. We have to follow the blueprint. And, and this is where... I am so grateful, my God, I am so grateful for my own process. I am grateful to God. I thank God every single day about, about my process. I am grateful that, that I was not released uh, to do certain things until there was an understanding that I needed the empowerment of Holy Spirit in order to do the things that God has called for me to do. And it's no difference. So he gave them a command in Acts chapter one that they were to wait. 
go to Jerusalem and you wait until the Holy Spirit comes. Why? Because a lot of times people will go without the empowerment of Holy Spirit. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We don't want to go. We don't want to release people to go out and to do ministry without the infilling and the empowerment of Holy Spirit. And we see that here in Acts chapter one. It's right here in the word. It's right here in the word. He told them, don't leave until the Holy Spirit comes because that is going to be the fulfillment of God's promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now let's take a look at, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22. 1 Corinthians 14 and 22. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. 1 Corinthians 14 and 22 reads, it says, so you see that being able to speak in tongues is not a sign to God's children concerning his power, but it is a sign to the unsaved. However, prophecy or preaching the deep truths of God is what Christians need and unbelievers aren't yet ready for it. And so when we talk about looking at um, the, the four different types of, of, of tongues or the four different, yeah, the four different kinds of tongues, the four different categories of tongues, it explains why God has given us these different manifestations of the Holy Spirit to the church. And so here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 22, we see that just because you can speak in tongues does not mean that it's a it's a sign of, of, of God's uh, power. It is only a sign to the unsaved. So the ability to speak in tongues is not a sign to, to us concerning the power of God, but it is a sign to the unsaved or to the unbelievers. So this is one of the uh, kinds of manifestation of the Holy Spirit when we talk about speaking in tongues. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2. Now it says, you will remember that before you became Christians, you went around from one idol to another not one of which could speak a single word. My God, my God. So now in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, we see that there is another kind or another manifestation or another reason or another purpose that God has given for speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory to God. Let's look, uh, take a look at 1 Corinthians. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And we're going to drop down to verses 14 and 15. Verses 14 and 15. It says, for if I pray in a language, I don't understand. My spirit is praying, but I don't know what I'm saying. Well, then what should I do? I will do both.
I will pray in unknown tongues and also in ordinary language that everyone understands. I will sing in unknown tongues and also in ordinary language so that I can understand the praise I am giving. For if you praise and thank God with the spirit alone, speaking in another language, how can those who don't understand you be praising God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when they don't know what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very nicely, no doubt, but the other people present won't be helped. And so there is a reason, there is a reason for why we speak in tongues. And there is a, a, the, the appointed and the appropriate time for us to speak in tongues. And so we don't want to find ourselves in a place and in a time where we are supposed to be teaching and we are supposed to be equipping and we're speaking in tongues. We're coming into the time, into the place where people need to have an understanding of what it is that God is saying, what it is that his word is declaring to them so that why they can receive the message of Christ. So we have to use wisdom when it comes to the empowerment that we receive from Holy Spirit. We have to use wisdom when it comes to understanding the time and the place in which the tongues come forth. Because again, this is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to the church. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at the last one, the last one that we will talk about today. And this is found in Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter eight. And we will be looking at verses 26 through 28. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 28. And it reads, and in the same way, by our faith, the Holy Spirit helps us with our daily problems and in our praying. For we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how to pray as we should. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with such feeling that it cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows, of course, what the Spirit is saying as he pleads for us in harmony with God's own will. And we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. Ooh, I love, love, love that. I love this breakdown in the, the, the Living Bible translation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we, we see that when we are even praying in the spirit, that this again is another manifestation because the Holy Spirit, what? The Holy Spirit comes alongside us. The Holy Spirit is making intercession for us. And not only that, he is not only just uh, praying, but he is pleading for us. The Holy Spirit is pleading for us, what? In harmony with God's own will. And so again, this is another um, example of the manifestation of the spirit of God to his church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So when the, when the Lord begins to, um, when the Lord begins to uh, speak and when the Lord begins to, to, to give us um, an utterance, 
It is always going to be for some type of manifestation depending upon where we are, depending upon what it is that he wants to accomplish. And so when we talk about the the, the the power of being empowered by Holy Spirit, it goes back really to the, the, the baptism and, and our experience and what we in, encounter and, and, and that the baptism, this is something that the Lord began to, to, to show us when I was uh, teaching on this uh, with uh, the War Room Warriors, when we talked about being baptized being baptized with water, that outward manifestation, the outward manifestation, being baptized with the spirit. That means that when, when you, when you first are baptized with Holy spirit, but then being fire baptized, fire baptized. Listen, we, he, my God, in Hebrews chapter six, verses one and two, let me pull that one up. I want to read that one here. Hebrews six, Hebrews 6, verses 1 and 2. Hallelujah. Because when we talked about being empowered, when you are empowered to do something, let me pause here before I read that. When we are empowered to do something, that means that there is an expectation for us to have movement in our life that when empowerment comes, it comes to move you from one state to another state. When empowerment comes, it causes you to move from this place to that place. Powerment comes to, to uh, allow us to advance and to move forward. So empowerment does not come for us to, to sit in a place and to not do anything empowerment does not come in order for us to to uh, be uh, stuck and to not move forward empowerment comes to move us forward in the things of god and when we talk about being empowered with holy spirit here in hebrews chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 it says to let us stop going over the same old ground again and again always teaching those first lessons about christ let us go on instead to other things and become mature in our understanding as strong Christians ought to be. Surely we don't need to speak further about the foolishness of trying to be saved by being good or about the necessity of faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptism and spiritual gifts and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. My God, verse three says, the Lord willing, we will go on now to other things. And so when I think about being empowered with Holy Spirit, that the empowerment of Holy Spirit does not cause us to stay in the state of elementary or stay in the state of, of, the, of the place where we are just abased. The, the empowerment of Holy Spirit comes so that we can continue to mature as strong Christians ought to be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Glory to God that when we are empowered, that there is an infilling, that there is something that should rise up within us that would cause us to move on from the foolish things or the elementary things that will cause us to go on to the necessity of faith in God, that will cause us to move on, hallelujah, into the deeper things, glory to God, so that we can be able to stand and withstand, hallelujah, the things and the places that God is calling for us us to go for the people that he is calling for us to minister to so we don't get the infilling of the holy spirit to sit on a pew and do nothing hallelujah we are infilled hallelujah with the holy spirit in order for us to go out and to fulfill the great commission in which we have been called and assigned to do Hallelujah, glory, glory, glory to God. And so we know that we know that when we when we talk about being baptized, when we talk about being baptized with 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 fire. Hallelujah, that there is a there is a fire baptism. Hallelujah, that Jesus speaks about. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And let's read a little bit. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And let's take a look at verses 10 through 15. Hallelujah. We often talk about the fire. We know that the fire of God is a, a, a refining force hallelujah that the fire of god is a refining force and when we talk about being in the refiner's fire or being purified by the fire of god that the fire is what heats up metal for purification and it burns off the wrong things that we are building in our lives hallelujah so paul says that fire is going to reveal what each of us has been building on the foundation which is jesus christ and sometimes what we are building comes through the fire intact and it begins to pass the test other times what we see here is that if any man's work is burned he will suffer loss but he himself will be saved but as through fire so the fire of God being fire baptism, the fire here is meant for our good. The fire here is checking us to make sure that we remain in the spirit and building us up to become like Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 And so we want to be found as those glory to God that are growing and that that are maturing that are allowing the fire baptism to come upon our lives right after uh, his water and his spirit baptism we see in Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 where Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and so we're not exempt 
we are not exempt that we know that there is a temptation hallelujah that we will all be tempted that our work is going to be tempted that what we say and what we profess out of our mouth is going to be tempted of the devil and guess what he was led up into the wilderness by the spirit hallelujah Hallelujah. The temptations and the, the trials, they come because they are a part of our, our walk of faith. They are a part of our walk of faith. They are what proves us. Hallelujah. But how can your walk of faith be proved if you have not been empowered or you have not received the infilling of Holy Spirit? hallelujah glory to god glory to god in first peter chapter 4 verses 12 and 13 it says beloved don't be astonished by the fiery trial which has come upon you to test you as though some strange thing happened to you but because you are partakers of christ's sufferings rejoice that at the revelation of his glory you may also rejoice with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. So we have to come out of the mindset, <clears throat> excuse me, that we have that, that we are not going to be tried. You're going to be tried. Hallelujah. It's, it's not all a bed of roses. Hallelujah. After salvation. No, there is, we become partakers of the sufferings of Christ. But guess what? We don't have to go through it alone because he left and he sent Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was sent here as our helper, as our helper. And Holy Spirit is what empowers us to go through. Holy Spirit is, is what causes the, the maturity of the word to spring up in our life that we may endure hallelujah glory to god glory to god so we can rejoice we can rejoice can we push on to the place of maturity that even in our sufferings that i'm going to rejoice why because the joy of the lord is my strength hallelujah Hallelujah. We can rejoice because when we go through and when we suffer, when we take on and we become the partakers of the sufferings of Christ, that is where the revelation of the glory of God comes forth in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. My God, my God. And so just like the baptism of the spirit the baptizing the baptism of the fire of god is an ongoing process it's an ongoing process we don't just we don't just get 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 filled once and, and then that's just it no it's an ongoing process because we are always growing we are always maturing and so as you go from level to level as you go from glory to glory and as you go from faith to faith there is going to be a new testing hallelujah and a new trial that is going to what reveal the glory of god in your life hallelujah hallelujah even in the midst of jesus earthly ministry Jesus said that I have a baptism to be baptized with. 
and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Luke chapter 12, verse 50. So when we truly begin to follow in his footsteps and we begin to share in his sufferings, that means that we are now being refined by him. He refines us, but we also get to share in his spirit. And we know that with Jesus as our Baptist, <laughs> that the work of God that he is doing in our lives is going to have a good outcome every single time every single time. And so this is important for us to, to be reminded of being empowered by the spirit. Because with that empowerment, hallelujah, is going to be the grace that we need in order to fulfill the assignment that he has called to us. My God, my God. And so receive the empowerment today. Let us make sure that when we are witnessing and when we are evangelizing and when we are discipling, my God, when we are discipling, we have to ask the question, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Because the baptism or the infilling or the empowering of the Holy Spirit is what causes us to be kept. That is what empowers us to live like Christ. And so I just want to encourage us, encourage us today on this empowerment, the empowerment of Holy Spirit and what the empowerment of Holy Spirit truly does and what it truly accomplishes in our life. We cannot do any kingdom work. There is no work for God that we do that is absent of Holy Spirit. We may do a work, but when the fire comes, is it gonna burn that work up? My God, help us today, help us today. So I'm going to close this time out just with prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we just bless you and we thank you. We honor you, oh God, just for your word on today. We thank you, Father God, just for the, the, the empowerment of Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that we will not be those, Lord, hallelujah, that will, will walk in our own understanding, Lord, that we will be those, Lord, that are maturing, that are maturing in our faith, maturing in our walk, Oh God, I pray, Father God, even for those, Lord, that are just coming to know who you are. Lord, may they receive, oh God, the empowerment of under of Holy Spirit. May they have the understanding of the importance of being filled with Holy Spirit, because that is what keeps, that is what leads. Hallelujah. May they become, oh God, acquainted. Lord, may they develop that relationship and that friendship with Holy Spirit, the personhood of Holy Spirit, who is their helper who is their keeper, who is their counselor. My God, Father, we thank you, oh God, hallelujah, that 
we are those, oh God, that will raise up healthy Christians, oh God, who are filled with the spirit, oh God. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that you are moving us, Father God, to from the milk, oh God, to the meat, oh God. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that you are even, Lord, uh, strengthening our digestive systems, oh God, that we may be able to eat the strong meat, oh God, that we can digest it, oh God. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, Lord, that we will not be those that will be controlled by our own desires, oh God, but that we will be controlled by the desires of God, that we will follow after Holy Spirit, that we will walk after the Spirit, Lord, that we will not fulfill the love of the flesh, oh God. We thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, that you are jealous of us, oh God. Hallelujah, that Holy Spirit is jealous over us, oh God. And we thank you, oh God. Hallelujah, that we know, oh God. Hallelujah, that there is greater, there is greater, there is greater that you have called us to, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There is greater that you have called us to, oh God. And so we will not neglect our first works, oh God, that we will not neglect, Father God, the, our foundation, oh God, hallelujah, that we will rely upon Holy Spirit, oh God, that we will be led by Holy Spirit, oh God, in everything, Lord, that we set out to do, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to your name, oh God. And so we just thank you, Father God, for your word. We thank you, Father God, for understanding, oh God, Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that you are calling for us, Lord, to, to go deeper, oh God, Lord, that there is a call, oh God, for us to go deeper. There is a call, Father, for us to launch out into the deep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, oh God, Lord, that you sent your comforter, oh God, in a time and in a season, oh God, where many Hallelujah, have experienced great loss, oh God, where many may be even questioning, Lord, their relationship with you. We thank you, Father God, for Holy Spirit on today, oh God. May we have encounters, oh God, with Holy Spirit on today, Father. Hallelujah. May we have visitations from Holy Spirit on today, oh God. Hallelujah. May we come and we sit at the table, oh God. Hallelujah. May we come, oh God, hallelujah, into this presence, into your presence, oh God, and allow you, Father God, to do the things, oh God, that you desire to do within us, oh God. So we thank you, Father God, for your word. We thank you, Father God, just for Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, for how you continue, oh God, to reveal yourself to us, oh God, for how you continue, Father God, to lead us to all truth, oh God through the personhood of Holy Spirit. We thank you for empowerment on today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we bless you. Hallelujah. We praise you. Father God, we honor you. And we give your name all of the glory. We give you all of the honor. And we give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 I pray that we are encouraged on today. I pray that you are encouraged that your soul, hallelujah, your spirit is, is uplifted on today. Hallelujah. If you have not had the opportunity just to commune with Holy Spirit, just take a few moments, take a few moments and, and just come and, 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 and have a conversation with Holy Spirit. 
He is waiting. He is waiting for many of us to engage him. We talked about engaging Holy Spirit on last week. He's waiting for us. God is waiting for us. He has already given us everything that we need, but he desires for us to come to him, to come to him, to, to, to seek him out. Hallelujah. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, there is a revealing that Holy Spirit will make unto you if you do this. If you begin to engage him, hallelujah. And with that engagement, begin to take action, hallelujah. Begin to take action. Let us go further than where we are. Let us continue to press forward into the mark of the high calling, which is Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Glory, glory, glory to your name. Hallelujah. There's more. And that's just what I keep hearing is that there is more. Don't settle for, for where you are and for what you have. When the fire of God comes, hallelujah, embrace it. Embrace it. Because know that after the testing of your faith, that there is a greater glory that is going to be revealed in your life. Hallelujah. And he's looking for some glory carriers. He is looking for those that are going to stand in the face of adversity and that are not going to back down. He is looking for those to, to get into the, the hedges and the highways and to compel men to come. He is looking for those that are going to preach the message and the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's looking for a few good men and women. Hallelujah. And will you be one? Will you be one? So God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday. We will be back here on next Tuesday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. As long as the Lord says the same, we will be here. Um, if you have not had the opportunity to watch the previous teachings, um, please do so. Please do so. They are going to be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Um, that is my time for today. I'm Apostle Shelby Frederick. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a fantabulous Tuesday and we'll see you on next week. Catch you on the airwaves. Bye bye.